this is Wicked Spursy. Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and Dave. Mike, how are you doing? Well, I, I feel like uh, I've got my audio issues worked out now. Uh, as we all know, I hate uh, having uh, crappy audio. Uh, and I hope that someone, at least someone, will get on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, if you will. Um, and while you're there, you can hit that you know like button or give us a five-star review if it's shitty uh, voice recording on my end you can give us a, a a three and i won't be upset um that said i'm doing pretty well um good start to the work week um both my kids had uh had cool things this weekend lucas uh lucas's 10 year old u12 team uh they played the the u13s and uh got crushed except um couple of beautiful goals by the kids so uh by by those 10 year old kids and they didn't give up and uh lucas had a lucas had a, a beautiful goal off of volley and uh, a nice little assist on a, on a beautiful through ball um and lily got to take part in um a women in aviation um thing at at our, at our local airport here and uh where she got to uh, go up in an airplane and uh, take controls of the plane in the air, and uh, it's it, and it was all uh, an effort to get more women into aviation, young women into aviation, and um, they're even they even have some aviation and aeronautics classes, I guess, in the in the local high school's uh, tech programs now. So um, she uh, went in uh, very nervous and didn't want to do it and came out all smile. So. Uh, great weekend all around. Uh, great week of uh, weekend of soccer. So, not going to complain. Oh, and and uh, the Washington Commanders beat the Bears since we yes. last talked. Yes, they did the battle of the the battle of the bottom. Yeah, just put it that way. <laughs> Too terrible. I don't know what that's like this season. Steve doesn't know what that's like, Steve, this season. So, speaking of that, Steve, how are you? Oh, I'm all right. You know, it was nice Spurs win, um, which always lifts the spirits. But I've been fighting this cold for a few days now, which just doesn't seem to want to go away. Um, and it's always nice when you're up in the morning, you know, a little groggy, you know, trying to get ready for the work week. Your wife looks at you and goes, wow, you're looking pretty puffy today. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's just what I wanted to hear. Thank you. Thank you for that. I know I feel like shit, but you didn't have to rub it in my face. Um, but, it, you know, it's just been lingering for a while. So I'm just used to it at this point i will say um the cold medicine section of the supermarket seems to be completely wiped out i've gone a couple of times to try to find something good um but i had to settle for this nyquil with um vapo cool which is just fucking god awful like it <laughs> like if you've ever had you know vicks vapor rub it's like melting that down to a liquid and drinking it it's mm. awful it is so bad but effective you you don't like the taste and 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 the feel of uh chemical menthol 
no. <laughs> but holy shit, like I, you know, I took hey, that. You, um, chemical eucalyptus is always the best. <laughs> I took that last night and like my throat felt a million times better immediately. My cough went away. I was like, all right, well, I, I guess that's just the thing with medicine, right? The shittier it tastes, the more effective it is. Could be true. Uh, it's but just on the with- on the medical thing, Mike. I I think I read earlier in the week that the the emergency department where you work had to like turn people away. That the hospitals are getting pounded right about now by illness. Is that an accurate read? Um, from what I heard, yeah. Um, we sure as shit didn't turn anybody away this weekend. Uh, I did work this weekend, and uh, um, luckily I got to watch the match. It was pretty cool. It was uh, there's enough time between cases that I got to watch the match most of it. Um. But yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. And there was even an advertisement on on, on the local news. Um, don't go to the UVM Medical Center ER because it's overfilled. There's no beds left in the hospital right now. Hmm. So yeah. So um, Mike I, or uh, Steve, keep drinking that <laughs> liquid menthol, whatever, because keeping you out of the hospital, right? Dude, no I'll, room I'll is hidden, Stephen. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, um, the menthol cough drops, fisherman's friend. Best cough drops, hands down. I refuse to get anything else. Those are fantastic. They, incredible. Incredible. You know, some people, you like your candy cough drops, then you're coughing up a storm just a couple minutes later. This just fucking takes it all. I, I, I've I, got one literally in every potential place I could be. Car, office, living room, bedroom. Like, that shit's everywhere. I, I love that stuff. Swear up and down by it. You're officially an old man, Steve, when you are stashing cough drops. In every conceivable place. You got a Welcome. nice stash of Werther's hey, original yeah. as well, probably. Yeah, just you wait. Halloween's right around the corner. I'll get my stash of hard candies that I can hand out to kids. You know, I was always a fan as a kid. My uh, my grandmother on my mom's side always had this like drawer full of candy. She called it Mr. Magic. You could you could go to Mr. Magic's drawer one time when you visited, visited grandma. And she would just have like those old school butterscotches and old school peppermints you know the ones i'm talking about just oh, the round yeah. ones and i was i was fond of the butterscotches when werther's came out i have to admit i felt like what's this crazy imposter trying to you know creep in on the butterscotch uh market with these with these crazy caramelish coffee-ish type of things so yeah uh, werther's have been out for a long time though i i know but they weren't marketed as much you know way, way no 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 there. definitely not yeah so i'm more of an old-fashioned butterscotch guy myself yeah i, I could see that you're also the guy who thinks toast is better than waffles, so that's okay. It's blasphemy. Still do. Still do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's talk football a little bit. Uh, Steve, why don't you get us started this week? What uh, what did you think about Everton last weekend? Um, I think that it was honestly a better showing than I expected. You know, Everton's defense has been rock solid for um, – the entire season they were joint uh lowest goals conceded uh in the league with nine through that game um now it's you know 11 they've conceded thank you uh spurs but it it didn't it didn't feel like it was going to be a, an exciting game right their their defense has been solid but their offense has been abysmal um when your top scorer anthony gordon is out with a suspension and he's only scored two goals you're kind of in trouble um but you know they had a couple of early chances that probably could have painted the game in a completely different picture 
if only they knew how to finish those chances. I mean, one of them was a fucking gift and a half, um, but they didn't do it. They couldn't find the back of the net, and we cranked it up a notch. Uh, we came out running. We we got those goals. Um, I I thought we would end up with a, a boring draw, but we ended up coming away with a convincing win, and I, I can't be too upset about that honestly um i will say you know shout out to uh basuma who in the previous couple of games when he's come on as a sub or, or started he's looked a little off you know not quite grasping where he needs to be or what he needs to be doing like you know the nerves were there in a, in a way unsettled um, almost right yeah, yeah yeah but when he was on he was like he slotted in like he had been there for a while. Like he knew what his job was. He knew where he was supposed to be, what he was supposed to do. And it was night and day, you know, what I saw from him uh, versus Everton versus any of the other games so far this season. If he continues on that trajectory, clear option in there. It allowed Benton Kerr and Hoybier to play much more uh, offensively. Hoybier getting the beautiful goal. Um you know, deflected goal, but whatever it counts, uh, it all counts in the end. But I, you know, it's great to see some of these guys who, you know, haven't looked great in their sub appearances, haven't been getting very minutes. And now they're coming out and they're showing this is a spot that I want and I'm going to earn it. Doherty, another one who, you know, first couple of matches, you know, maybe not quite so good. Um, but he just really kicked it up a notch and, and that embrace um, from Conte when he was subbed off just sums it all up. This is somebody who's, you know, back to his best performances um, before Matty Cash took him out. And, and even today I was just reading um, an article that Alistair Gold had posted uh, interview with Jed Spence, who was talking about how, you know, he is focused in training. He's putting in the hard work. He's learning the tactical side of things. Uh, he, re- he feels like he's growing a lot as a player, even though he's not getting the minutes on the, on the pitch, he's still learning and improving himself in training. He's caught Conte's eye and maybe that'll translate into more minutes for him. Um, but it's, it's a lot of that that I'm seeing from these players who, you know, when they start to buy into it and when they start to, you know, click in with what Conte expects from them. The performances improve a hundredfold easy. I mean, it is remarkable to see uh, a lot of the adjustments that these guys have. And, and I think, you know, some of these cameo appearances and Doherty playing most of the game um, are just showing just that, right. They're showing that these players are, are looking to take those chances because when they don't, they don't get played that plain and simple, you know, uh, They've got to put the the work in. They're doing that in training. Conte is rewarding them. You know, maybe we as fans want to see some of these guys like Spence out sooner. Um, but from my perspective, from what I've seen, um, especially with Basuma and the Everton game, it's working, right? It's He's getting the results that he wants, and it's making the players that much better for it. So, you know, if that's what it's going to look like, take your time with Spence. And when he does get on there, he's going to be fucking fire. I mean, that's that seems to be the track record so far. I don't disagree. Mike, as we come to you, could we talk for a minute about post-game analysis on this match? Like, what what is the problem with the, uh, the NBC Peacock uh, Premier League crew with how they analyze Spurs? <laughs> what do you think about that? 
you know, it's it's former players. Um, you know, I know you want me to say fuck Tim Howard. Um, so there you go. You said it. All right, moving on. There we go. Oh, fuck Tim what do you Howard. Think of the match? <laughs> um, so I mean, it's former players, right? And it's former players who didn't necessarily they didn't they they played in a time where Spurs weren't necessarily great, right? Um, so I don't put too much stock into it. Like the two Robbies are the two Robbies. You know, they're never neither one of them are going to ever like Spurs. Um, I feel like you know when Spurs are on, they'll give them their due. Um, but you know. At a time where Spurs are, tr- are just kind of, kind of coming into the game, and kind of everybody's starting to click and 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 play play into the system. Until they see Spurs going out there like they were at the end of last season, you know, just basically scoring goals for fun. Um, it looked like you know at the end of last year, it looked like Spurs were playing against against the championship side every single game and. Yeah, sure, a few of those games they were, but <clears throat> Spurs looked pretty comfortable even against Man City last year, who won, who won the league. So these guys are, they just come from a place where they never liked Spurs. They don't respect them. Um, they feel like they're a team that's beneath, maybe beneath them and beneath where they were. Um, Tim Howard played for who? Everton. <laughs> Everton. Yeah, for like, yeah. 600 years um so i mean where is he gonna where's he gonna go he's gonna say yeah they're they were okay right they're they're not gonna get that credit until they start playing and and showing that they're the team that that everybody expects them to be now that said i mean i think looking at what's happening right now is that they're they're finding what works within the system with it, with the players that they have. Obviously, the three five two is working, um, and it's and it's and it's perfect because well, Richarlison's hurt now, right? But it's not as bad as they initially thought. Um, but also, Decky was hurt. I, I feel like if Decky never got hurt, we'd never have seen three five two. So, um, I think Spurs are in a good spot where they're going to be able to have a lot of rotation in that midfield. The midfield looks strong. They don't. I don't necessarily know that they need the rotation in the league. I think the rotation should come in, you know, the smaller cup games and uh, maybe even, you know, maybe even in the Champions League, uh, you can start to maybe put Skippy in there, get him some legs. You know, I mean, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to see that in the FA Cup games. And the Carabao Cup games, but um, we have we have a, a wealth of good players in the midfield. They just need to start playing back into form, and I think that Basuma. Um, you, I see it with you know I'll, I'll liken it to my X-ray students. <clears throat> I see it with these kids where they come in and they don't necessarily get it, and it's taken a long time. They just still don't get it, still don't get it, and then one day it just like snap of a finger it just clicks and i think that's what's happened for basuma right now and i think that putting him in a situation and i conte putting him in a situation where he is able to succeed um and understand his role a little better is the best thing that can happen to this team because then it allows them 
to go to three five two if they have to, if they want to, if they feel a team would be you know better faced playing against a three five two versus a, a you know a three four three where we have three up front or you know any, any anything of uh, any other kind of system like if we have the ability to switch systems it's going to make it's it's going to make life a lot better and we're going to start scoring a lot of goals and i think you see that with the 352 cuz people aren't ready for it right now they settled into the fact that conte was going to you know was going to play to the was going to play to the outside wing backs and he wasn't going to be able to play through the middle because those two guys are not attacking midfielders they're defensive minded midfielders right now they're able to get forward and show what kind of skills they have. I think Hoiberg is showing some incredible skill on the ball. Incredible skill on the ball. That goal that he had was just outrageous, man. Uh, the the patience that he put in. Because he easily, he very easily, even probably a couple of years ago, would have would have just tried to fire it and either would have shipped it off into the stands or it would have gone directly into a defender. Instead, he gathered the ball in, took a dribble to the side, found some space, kicked the ball, and I don't give a shit what Lee Dixon said. That ball was going in whether it was deflected or not. Agreed. Because Jordan, Pick, Jordan Pickford was either he, – he was either too short or he was going to overplay it. If it, didn't, if it didn't get deflected, he was going to overplay it, and that ball was going to go right over the top of him. Not just the goal either, right? But think back to the mm-hmm. Champions League fixture, the uh, assist to Sonny. I mean, that alone was fucking incredible. Um, you know, the way that he started the move, made that run, got to the uh, end mm-hmm. line, and then clipped that back perfectly for Santavali. I mean, that's that's just another technical genius from him. And it, it, yeah, and, and you know that the ball from from our boy Silky Puddin. Um, <laughs> Just like it's it's neat to see these guys being able to get forward and, and and show that they have skills other than just sitting back, you know, in a mid-low block and playing defense and try and trying to nick passes going through the middle. Um, it it takes a lot of pressure off those guys having an extra midfielder out there, especially an extra midfielder that, that's the talent level of Ivasuma. Um, that said, like. I really liked a lot of what uh, Everton was doing. I really do. And I think it was despite um, Lampard's system, honestly, to tell you the truth. I think, I don't think Lampard knows what the fuck is going on out there. I don't think he knows what he's doing. Um, Especially with his team. Like, I mean, still, fuck Alex Awobi, but... um, I am a really huge fan of Damari Gray, and I'm a huge fan of Onana. Like, Onana's a phenomenal player that needs to get a run and a good team. And, you know, why not Tottenham someday? Um, that said, like, the defense, like Steve said, it was they're, – they're a fantastic defense. Uh, Michaelenko and – or Mikolenko, I don't know how you pronounce his name. Uh, Tarkowski was, is, is outrageous. I think he's a fantastic player. He's, like, six foot ten. 395 pounds, right? <laughs> Something like that. Just stands in front of goal. Um, and it, great, I think I think uh, great acquisition of Connor Cody, too. I mean, 
but I think it was. I, I just have to mention that I, I thought the funniest thing all weekend was uh, um, Steve's mention of Jordan Pickford uh, looking like a grown up. <laughs> looking like a grown up. Draco, Draco yeah. Malfoy. Draco Malfoy. <laughs> It's true. What do you say? He looks like he has a Draco Malfoy poster on his wall. Something yeah. Like <laughs> he does look like a grown-up Draco Malfoy, like from the movie. Yep, yep. So that that was the funniest thing all weekend. I I, uh, I had a great time watching Spurs this weekend. It was so fun. I mean, you can see you can see what's going on now, and and I think it's going to be a, a lot of fun going forward as long as we can one stay healthy, two rotate the squad. Indeed, indeed. Steve, any other uh, thoughts on the weekend's match? Um, well, not so much on the weekend's match, but it is nice to see um, that sort of, you know, bounce back from a potentially shaky situation midweek, right? Like uh, Dyer got the sub out against Frankfurt, and then, you know, suddenly they concede <laughs> and things got real scary for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice to see you know, Spurs not do that again. Um, obviously, our, our good pal uh, Dyer stayed on the whole time. Um, but even still, it, you know, just, just having them see out the game, keep it away from the goal, you know, it it's a little thing. It might not have been super necessary against an Everton team that probably couldn't have scored if we played another 90 minutes, you know, back-to-back. Um but, you know, it's it's still a positive in my mind um, that they didn't take their foot off the gas, that they didn't, um, you know, lull themselves into this false sense of security, that they were just going to win the match. You know, they got the second goal uh, laid on. Let's just stop. No, it looked like right up to the final whistle, they were going to keep going. They were going to keep pressing. They were going to keep, uh, you know, keep the game right at Everton. Um and that's the sort of bounce back that that I want to be seeing from this team whenever there's an unfavorable result. And, and you know, yeah, Frankfurt was a win. We got the three points. But the way that it ended was awful. There's no doubt in my mind about mm-hmm. that. Um, so just to see them not doing the same sort of bullshit again, um, you know, I hope we continue to see that, right? We got another crucial game coming up on, on Wednesday, is it, uh, against United? Yep. Same sort of thing. If we get the lead, I don't want to see any of that. Oh, well, you know, game's almost over. Let's just wrap it up. You know, as much as I hate Ronaldo, he can still produce, you know, uh, uh, moments to kill the game. And, and you know, Spurs need to be collectively turned on. I, I think Conte's quote following the Frankfurt match, you know, the ref decides when the game ends with three whistleblows. That's it. And I think that's the kind of message that he needs to instill in these players. Again, loved that I saw that particular set of behavior against Everton and I hope that um you know that that scary situation uh against Frankfurt really helps drive that home for the rest of the season um but we'll see only only time will tell I honestly think Steve I I honestly don't think it was any kind of tactical uh uh, issue with the team uh I, I don't think it was the guys that we took off any of that with Frankfurt, I, I honestly think it was just like they took their foot off the gas. Um, Harry Kane blowing the blowing the the penalty that was so beautifully set up by uh, 
by Brian Hill. Um, I, I think Brian Hill could be a revelation for us uh, if he could just get a run of of, of games in. Um, and I think that those are also going to come in the FA Cup. Um, he's probably the closest like for like with Decky, outside of you know the fact that he's not six foot three and uh, strong as a fucking ox. You know, I, yeah, I, there's I, another I really French like... player, right? That's just starting to show Conte what he can yeah. do, what he's capable of. Yeah, I mean, like I, we're gonna have we're gonna have uh, a, a wealth of a, a wealth of good players. Um, and like you said, players are starting to buy into the system. And I think that Brian Heal is one of those guys who can buy into a system and and really, really help Spurs in times of need. Uh, unfortunately, I think Lucas Mora's day has passed. Um, watching him on the field, he's just lost. He's just lost. And uh, maybe it's for the best, you know. Maybe it's for the best. He uh, can go somewhere else and, you know, to, to an inferior league like uh, Syria and 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 do well you know i will say about brian hill one of the things that i've been impressed by um you know conte wasn't shy about his criticisms you know he clearly said this guy wasn't physically suited for the premier league um you know he wanted to get rid of him on loan uh before his summer ended didn't happen you know they weren't able to to get something so he stuck around and you know we were talking uh, you know back either when the season just started or right before it started about how, you know, he could sulk and, you know, throw his tantrum and not do much and just be anonymous for half of a season to try to go out and loan. But it seems like he's doing the opposite. You know, he's got his head down, he's hitting the gym. He's trying to bulk up a bit. Um, you know, he's trying to do what, what Conte wants of him. And I got to respect that from him. You know, he had a, a an Instagram post, I think, a, a week or so ago that was just him hitting the gym and trying to do his weights. And, um, you know, he's one of those players who I think, depending on how the World Cup goes, could come back into the second half of the season and be a, a crucial player. You know, if this guy, uh, I think I was, I was reading something that they're going to do, you know, like uh, 10 days off for the players that aren't going to travel and then they'll try to do some kind of warm weather training or something. You know, if he's somebody who doesn't take those 10 days and just hits the gym and shows up and tries to, you know, do some weight training, tries to work on his physique. Um, that's the type of dedication that, that would work you into a Conte plan. Um, and, and I've just been impressed with what I've seen from him so far. He's still, you know, a little light, um, but technical skill top notch and it does look like since last season he has bulked up a little bit um so he's gonna he's gonna come back after the world cup break and he's gonna be 20 pounds heavier and just fucking Dude. jacked <laughs> he's gonna be like he's gonna fucking walk into the locker room and he's just gonna rip fucking phone books in half fucking adama Traore <laughs> coming out here but with some actual skill do they still oh, make shit. phone books adama had a decent game this weekend man he had a nice game <laughs> <laughs> I'm still an apologist for that dude, and he'll never come here. I'm still an apologist for him. <laughs> hey, Mike, what? 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 Dave, Steve? I think you know what. I think we've got the same thought, and I'm gonna. Yeah. I want to see if we're on the same page here. Oh, you're trying to preempt each other here. I'm trying I, to get here, Steve. Here's here's what I'm thinking. Let's alternate words. You go first. Hey, Mike. What you drinking? That was fucking terrible. 
I love it when you do that, huh? I, I used to I used to love it when you guys say that. Um, anybody know anybody in Bloomfield, Vermont? Because I'm getting a phone call. I didn't even know that was a place. Probably some um, politi- political candidate, uh, you know, recorded message for you. Oh, well, if he's not a socialist, I don't want anything to do with him. <laughs> it might be your Trotskyish overlords just calling to give you the game plan for, for the next meeting. Oh boy, you're really something. It's uh, it's if I we're more Hoffa than Trotsky. Okay, I will say if I get another call from somebody asking if I'm going to vote for one party down ballot, I'm going to lose my shit. I don't like you would think that if they got my name from a database somewhere, they would have a place to put a note that says, don't fucking ask this dude this question. He doesn't like it. Just <laughs> on principle. Does not respond well. That's what it says in your your comment section on your your uh, your line on the Stop spreadsheet. Stop calling me. And it's always at like the worst time. You know, it's either I just had dinner or I've just finished and I'm, you know, just trying to relax a bit before I have to put Isaac to bed. And it's like, oh, hey, you know, it's around uh, dinner time. Let's give people a call and see if they're interested in talking politics. I guarantee you. They know that's why you're home. That's when you're home. I mean, that's just a thing. (laughs) I'm home all the time. If I can call me during work, I'll shit the shit with you. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mike, we asked you a legitimate question, and you you seem to be avoiding it for the moment. But I'm we, looking up your uh, like your advocate know. review. Oh, nice, very nice. If that's it's, the this can. is a fun. This is going to be a fun beer. Uh, Let's see what was uh, brewed in Plymouth, I see Massachusetts. Plymouth, can Mass. Yeah, Plymouth, Plymouth. It Mass. looks very Thanksgivingy. This is I'll no. This, so this is a. It, it's 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 autumny. Um, autumny. Okay. Even though even though we we know in in the state of Vermont that. Uh, that syrup, uh, syrup time is is you know springtime. True. That's it. Um, this one is from Mayflower Brewing in Plymouth, Mass. Um, the place where the Pilgrims landed at the rock there, when their ship crashed into the rock and they're and they're you know a hole. They had a hole in their boat, so they had to settle on Massachusetts. Um, with their with their terrible roadways and 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 their their bad attitudes, um, <laughs> the, pil- the pilgrims the pilgrims were pissed off about the drivers in Massachusetts when yeah. they got there. I bet. I like how you um, said they had to settle. You know, like it, like they had other options. They because they hit because they hit the rock. Um, I'm terrible retelling of history. Yes, yeah, for real. Yeah. Which uh, which 1980s history book did you take that from, Mike? Uh, I, I think it was um, Pocahontas, or the Disney movie, maybe. Yeah, right. No, Precisely. maybe not. That's probably a different, different. Uh, I forget it. Incorrect telling. I was going to say. See, but, um, his his school is only able to get the uh, books that other schools have banned. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're a very liberal school. I get got to tell you, in a, in a very conservative town, it's really weird. Um, anyway. This one is called the Pursuit of Snap of Sappiness. Um, this is a maple syrup brown ale, so um, it's seven percent alcohol. So obviously, when you're adding maple syrup to a beer, um, when you're brewing it, you're adding extra sugar, which is gonna which is gonna zap up your alcohol. Um, it's pretty cool. Like you said, it's very autumny. It's got the leaves. You know, I've, on there. I've actually had this one before, so I'm curious what your thoughts are. Okay. All right. Um, 
pop this more open. so than normal of course see what we get here um uh, straight off the bat it smells like a brown ale smells like a little sweeter than a brown ale pours like a brown ale i'm using a, a plain old 16 ounce pint glass oh wow it's got like a sugary top on it on the on the head it looks sugary it looks delicious actually it smells delicious sitting back here i can smell that it t it's going to taste delicious i like brown ales um when i first met my wife all she would drink and this plays into um this plays into kind of our uh next next game on sunday uh or next weekend game i should say uh, my wife used to love 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 newcastle brown ale loved it so um take a picture of that there you go i'm gonna taste this and steve is he, he's got a he's he's very apprehensive looking i've already put my my guess in and you i think he thinks it. that i'm not gonna like it he, he put his his guess in before you cracked the can open i'm already like skeptical because it like they're trying to pull off the maple thing when they know that vermont are the maple people yeah, I, can I say before you take, well, you took the sip now. While you're sipping and, and contemplating, I'm going to say the, uh, the the name of the beer is is too cheese ball for my taste. You know, like you, I get what you're doing there, but it's a stretch. Mayflower Brewing is kind of like that. They're kind of, this is interesting. <laughs> what I heard, Dave, is that we're going to need uh, a certain Amion to review Newcastle Brown Ale for. I, I would next, like to hear next pod. I would like to hear Mike's better half uh, review of beer. <clears throat> that would be that would be a really interesting endeavor. That would be that would be. Um, she would probably do do something along the lines of uh, our friend Adam. <laughs> uh, it smells good. It tastes good. It's delicious. I like it. Is Amy allowed into the podcast lair? That's that's kind of an important question. She was uh she was inhabiting the podcast lair when I came down here. Gotcha, that's right. Because <laughs> there is a treadmill in this room too. Uh one which I do not use, but I will be using directly after this podcast because Hey uh, guys, next time we record, Mike's gonna podcast while on the treadmill. That's that's I'm, I'm, we're gonna get windy. I'm also tonight. gonna be twenty pounds lighter in, in the <laughs> yeah, next week. Uh, <laughs> because my wife is cracking the whip on me. Um so this beer it's it's a decent brown ale. I I think that uh it, it's way too bitter. I mean it's really, really sweet. It's really sweet. Um uh, almost like to the point of like burnt sugar. Um but it's I mean it's a decent brown ale. Um uh, 2.5. Oh, wow. Wow. Wow, Mike. lower than I thought. I like what I'm hearing from you. It's, it's good. I think you're you're normalizing your scores a little bit. I like what you're doing. How about the song? Yeah. I was on the old mic rating. That's what it is. Yeah, you know, we, were, we were on the old mic scale. I, I like the new mic scale. I told you I told you that I was going to I was going to start getting it, you know, weighing it a little differently because of 
your insistence that my scale is is wrong. I, I'm pleased, proud of you, Mike. I'm really proud. Okay, of thanks, you. thanks, thanks, buddy. I mean, it's a, it's a big leap. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, song. Um, if you say brown eyed girl, I'm going to punch you through the computer screen. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but I want to now. <laughs> Um, no, uh, God, you're going to kill me. I don't even know the name of the, uh, of the artist. I'm going to look it up. He's going to say I... guns and roses, Mr. Brownstone. <laughs> no, no, oh, it's going to kill me. Cause I know this song, like some James Brown song. No. He's doing something no, it's got nothing to do with Brown. Oh my God. Bad. How did I not know this? Bobby Brown. He's going to give us no. some Belle Biv DeBeau. Three Dog Night, Old Fashioned Love Song. Old Fashioned Love Song. I, I was thinking like a sappy, like a... Just an old fashioned love song, you know? Oh, you went sappy. I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't like that. I, You know, honestly, like... <laughs> Steve, it, it, Steve does not approve. I mailed it in, didn't I? To be fair, I also... How did I not like know it was Three Dog Night? Way What's too that? on point this time. Way too on point, Mike. I, I could have I could have reviewed this other one that I've been drinking, which uh, I do not like. It's the first Lawson's beer that I do not like. So what's that one? Ooh. It's called Brave Little State. It's just a. Mm. Uh, I've had, had that. that one. Plano it Pale okay. Ale. Just nah. It's just just nah. It's fine. Just fine. Um. Yeah. Pursuit of st- of, of sappiness. Maple syrup brown ale. Like I said, it's like burnt sugar. It smells really good, but it just tastes like a plain old brown ale. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this has been an uninspiring version of "Hey Mike, what you drinking?" I'm sorry, Dave. I I, I can't help it. I don't. I don't. I don't know how. What else to do? Uh, I wanted to have like a wow. Like this is fucking fantastic. Yeah, because uh, you find a good brown ale, you're you're happy. It's good to have one of those in your arsenal. Ooh, I said that word. I shouldn't say that. That arrow hey, in your quiver, right? Speaking of, quiver. I've got some thoughts for you, Dave. <laughs> Do you? I what crazy you? fucking bullshit can be Wait, he can come up with this hey, week? What's, what's, what's going on in that brain of yours? I'm, I'm oh, here we go. Great this segue, too, by the way, man. Steve, you embrace that. You just you Great. I'm going to pound this beer so I can I, throw up after his uh, segment <laughs> here. Don't you worry. I'm going to shine some light on the conspiracy to end all conspiracies, and that is proof that the entire league is scripted and they've put arsenal at the top and they're doing whatever they can to keep it that way now i haven't seen every arsenal game i've only watched a few of them and they've looked fucking terrible yet somehow they're winning game after game after game and I just can't figure out how, you know, they, they bested us. We didn't play particularly well, but then again, we got a questionable red card and yeah, you know, there, there were some shady ref antics going on uh, in the North London Derby. I think it all comes down to Arteta's just inspirational speeches that he gives the team. He, he, nah, just, can't be it. he just motivates the man to, to go out and compete. You mean heart plus it. brain equals whatever because well, you see what a I was, dork what I a was dork is right thinking about it i've been i've been you know the gears have been grinding trying to figure out how because you know refereeing decisions alone aren't going to gift them the league 
it gives them an unfair advantage, sure, but it's not going to deliver them that first place finish. What really sealed the deal for me was this past weekend, Patrick Bamford's missed penalty. He could have buried that. He probably should have buried that, but he didn't. It didn't go in. Arsenal win one nothing against Leeds, who were pretty fucking dominant, uh, mind you. Yet Arsenal still managed that win. It's not just the refing decisions. The teams are bought in as well. They are doing everything they can to push Arsenal up over the rest of the crop for whatever bullshit reason they have. I don't know if they're just sick of City and Liverpool fighting over it and they want a historic club back in but you know they can't be united because who would believe that um so they're giving it to to another old title winning team uh by propelling arteta's crappy arsenal side to the top um you know it's more believable that arteta would find some consistency with a shit team than Ten Hag coming in and working whatever fucking miracle that would be needed to take United up and over. Um, so that's that's what the Premier League has been doing. The refs have bought into it. It looks like some of these you know mid to low table teams are buying into it. They've got their chances to put Arsenal to bed, and they're just not taking them. They are deliberately not taking these chances to keep that lead up over City, and more importantly, Spurs. This entire season is rigged in Arsenal's favor. I just don't even know how I can enjoy the rest of the the campaign now. Michael, your response. Uh, All right, 25% of the season is over. Let's fucking chill out. I cannot chill out. I I am incapable of chilling out. I'm trying to tell you something here, Steve. Just listen. I don't want to listen, Mike. I want to be. I know. I know. We're we're verging on like crybaby status. (laughs) However, I don't disagree with you at all. I do not one bit, (laughs) except for the fact that, dude, Bamford wasn't even fucking touched. That was that was Bamford, and it wasn't. It had nothing to do with Bamford like faking it or whatever. When he, you know, when he was fishing for that red card in the box. Dude, Bamford wasn't even touched. It, what it had to do with was that he was drunk. He's always drunk. He looks like he just came off a fucking 10-day bender every time he goes on on the field. I love Patrick Bamford. I think he's a brilliant player. I feel bad that he's been left on the bench for whatever fucking attacking player that they want to put on next with a with a ponytail. Um <laughs> but that's good. That's, that's Leeds, really good. dude. It's a Leeds man United. It's Leeds man United man since not, not since they tails. since they reappeared in the Premier League leads the league in ponytails. Man buns. Ponytail FC. Yeah, ponytail FC. Um, I, I, I really think I really agree with you. Leeds, uh, Leeds dominated that game. Um, and I think that I, I think that Arsenal's been, um, they've been good. Uh, I, I, uh. I apologize for saying this, but I really do like Bukayo Saka. I think he's a, I think he's a great player. Uh, and he's he could be he could be more, uh, more better served on a different team, um, in a different system that that would highlight that would highlight him and in his skill, his absolute utter skill. He could be scoring a lot more, but the dude works really hard. 
Um, who I don't appreciate is fucking Gabrielle. I don't appreciate Martinelli. I don't appreciate Jesus. Um, I, 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 oh my God, Jesus. Did, you know what the I worst mean, part of I mean, Charleston's uh, injury for me was? And, and I definitely do not appreciate Partey uh, for reasons that everybody fucking knows. I, I, I just think oh that... And I, and I think that that for what it's worth, Saliba is a fantastic defender. He's playing very well right now. I don't want to go any further into this bullshit with Arsenal because I don't think they're that great, and I don't think that they've played a real team yet at full strength. Spurs were playing into the game and would have fucking stomped them in that second half. Would have stomped them had Emerson not made a stupid decision. That all said, um, their weakest links are on the defense, and one of them is Tomiyasu. That guy is so terrible that I don't know how he constantly gets out there, and the other guy is Ben White. Ben White is fucking Harry Maguire with a tan. <laughs> That's it. Like, I don't, I don't appreciate Arsenal, and... You know, I, again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll call it AFTV. Come on, on, come on to the Wicked Spursy show, fuckers. Come on. Look, look, Mike. Here's here's what I think, and Steve, I'm coming back to you. If Spurs worry about themselves, we don't need to worry about Arsenal. Like that's my point. Just... My point has always been like I'm not really worried about Arsenal. I but I I am worried about the league, about the league uh, trying to prop them up. And and I and I think that Steve is is really onto something. I don't think that there's there's a lot like professional leagues do this. I'm sorry, they do. They 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 their their referees and like with their the Red officiating are, are sometimes are swayed are swayed in a direction that puts teams that are going to make them money into the into the into the spotlight and it's going to make their decision it's going to sway their decisions one way or another you might actually see it with the yankees tonight you might because the guardians aren't as aren't as aren't as sexy of a team to have up there shout out to our boy adam and his team the guardians who are still in it yeah go cleveland go cleveland made my team look like a bunch of freaking clowns steve (laughs) what are you what are you thinking about mike's response to your lunacy uh, the only other thought that I had, um, you know, the scariest thing for me about Richarlison's injury was that he would miss out on the World Cup and fucking Gabrielle constant temper tantrum Jesus would uh, be on that plane ahead of him. Why does he always look so sad? I don't get it. He looks sad. Everything was upturned eyebrows. Oh my God. He drives me nuts. It's like, dude, you suck. Like, <laughs> sorry. You know? <laughs> but fortunately it looks like we're Charleston's only out for uh two weeks and uh should be back plenty of time but damn like i i can't stand jesus it's like you know when he goes his way he's all smiles but every time the wind blows in the wrong direction he looks like he's you know just found a, a, a bunch of dead dogs or something he's just gonna cry all the time it's like dude it's a fucking game. Like chill out a bit. Like this, nothing that is going on to you as a million dollar fucking soccer player is worth that level of sad emotion. Fucking get over yourself. 
you know, yeah. I think I've said this to you guys before. Um, my opinion of Jesus. First, I'm so glad that we didn't actually pursue him. His name was linked <laughs> to Spurs a little bit during the course of the summer. <laughs> you know, I, I way back in the day, I was a, a school principal for a stretch. And um, Jesus is the that little kid who is always up to shit on the playground, but is always smart enough to like, try to get the other kid in trouble. And when, when he gets busted, just has that look on his face. And you know, the look on, on his face that I'm talking about, like the, who me, what me, I didn't do it. And when you finally get him, then his mama comes in and his, his mama's going to have his back until like the day is over. And you just can't ever get that clown to, to suck it up and deal with what he created. That's Jesus. That's who he is. Yeah. He's a grown up, so ground, shady little, little. And his mama is Arteta, right? His mama yeah. is Arteta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guess what, though? Wait, wait till January. We'll show him who the, who his daddy is. Ooh, nicely done. I like right. it. Antonio Conte. That's hey, smooth, uh, that smooth Italian with beautiful hair. Now he's a smooth Italian with beautiful. Mike, you got all kinds of uh, one-liners this week. I'm gonna have a hard time with with podcast episode title. You, you're bringing it. Just want you to know. I gotta bring it for sure. Hey, gentlemen. Speaking of bringing it, we uh, we're approaching wrap time because we're on a tight timeline tonight. So we do have time for closing thoughts. Steve, you want to start us off? Uh, the next two games are probably going to be um, tricky to say the least. You know, they both United and Newcastle played this weekend to a goalless draw um, with some truly bizarre fucking behavior. I mean, Fred had a golden chance he missed. Ronaldo just fucking takes the ball off Pope and puts it in and then throws a tantrum and gets carded. Like, what What the fuck was that game? Um, but it's one of those where if Spurs aren't turned on completely from the first whistle it could be way more difficult than it needs to be these are two teams that on paper we should beat comfortably um whether or not that happens is entirely dependent on how our overall performance is going to be and the biggest question mark is going to be whether or not decky is fit to come back for one or both of those games kane and son have played a lot They've started a lot. They seem to be two of the most undroppable players. Uh, and we've got game after game after game coming up. They will not be fit enough to play all of it all the time at 100%. At some point, we're going to need to rotate. And with Richarlison out for two weeks, he's not going to be there. Um, you saw Conte mention that Perisic could potentially even play as a striking option. Uh, we still have Hill who's trying to prove something, you know, he's got something, uh, to, to bring Lucas is there, I guess. Um, but it's those games where on paper, we should be comfortable that worry me the most because I'm, I'm never sure if the players are going to think, yeah, you know, I got this in the bag and they just show up and play, you know, at 70, 80%. And then we lose through some stupid bullshit that could have been avoided, um, I'd like to see six out of six points. I might be happy with four out of six, but anything less than that. And I think it's probably a, a shit week for us. All right. Lay down the gauntlet there, Mike, what are your closing thoughts or any reaction to Steve? I don't have a reaction to Steve. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> this time, um, this time, um, 
this time I, I, I just really want I, I, I really would like to see six points, uh, uh, you know, come the end of Sunday. Um, I think Newcastle is going to be the, the tougher of the of the challenge um, just because of the way that the way that they play. Uh, um, they play similar to us. They like to they like to counterattack. Um, the Man U game, I think, for me is the is the bigger must win. Um, I know that Man U and Newcastle are kind of like neck and neck uh, on on the table, <clears throat> but um, I think Man U has the better players. Um, Newcastle has the better coach. Um, I I don't think Ten Hag is the coach that we thought he was. Um, I don't think he has control of his players. I don't think he has control of 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 um, who he gets to put out there. Uh, and I think that is a I think that that has been a problem with every single coach um, that Manu has had in the past. Well, since probably since Sir Alex, Alex Ferguson, right? Um. So that said, like you know, uh, Jose couldn't get it done, right? Because he didn't have control. Um, and then and. L.A. Gunnar uh, Solskjaer could not get it done because he didn't have control. Ten Hag thought he was going to get control, has no control of these players. You saw it this week, this weekend, um, when Ronaldo got subbed off. Ronaldo, Ronaldo does not like to get subbed off. Ten Hag tried to give him the give him the handshake and the hug, and Ronaldo walked past him, walked right past him, didn't handshake, didn't hug, sat on the sat in his seat shaking his head and talking to whoever would fucking listen to him. Um, that guy's a fucking crybaby. I can't take watching him play. He was subbed he was subbed off for a guy who who completely changed the game for Man U. And uh Marcus Rashford is a fucking dangerous player. Dangerous player, especially when he's on form. Um I think that Manu is the must-win of the two games. Um, if we had to win and draw a game, I want Manu. I think that Manu uh, going forward is going to be the stronger team, um, despite their coach. I, I I think their coach is weak. Um, I think Newcastle, and I think that their coach and their team buys into the, to the coach's system. I I think that they the, that they buy into whatever their owners are putting out there, despite their uh, political complications, if you will. Um, but um, I think Manny is the must win. And, and if Spurs don't, don't find a way to get that, that those three points out of Man U, um, it, it's going to be tough going forward because um, that fixture congestion doesn't get any easier because we have those cup games starting to come up. We have the World Cup coming up. Harry Kane can play and will play every single minute of every single game that he can. Uh, he just came out and said that he needs to be he he needs to be playing those games and he be, to to stay on form. And he feels that he's the fittest that he's been in years. I know he said that under Jose too, but. He is the fittest that he's been in years, and he feels and he feels that way. And if he says I need to play those games, he's a world class athlete. Uh, he has to play those games. 
just really quickly, one thing I've noticed from him this year um, that I didn't see in previous years, he shows bursts of speed. When when you see him running neck and neck with another player um, chasing down a loose ball, like he he actually breaks on him and, and gets to the ball first. It's 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 that fitness level playing out um, in ways that it never did in the past. So I think you're right about that. You're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get to see that out of Decky too coming up soon too because uh, he's coming back into the club and and Decky's the same kind of sneaky speed that, mm-hmm. that he doesn't let you know that he's that he's that sneaky sneaky fast. I saw a stat. Maybe it was Nathan Nathan A. Clark put this up or something. <clears throat> um, Decky and Romero, if you think about that that right side of the pitch, Decky and Romero have only started two games together the entire season. Those were the first two games of the year. Otherwise, one of them has been injured uh, ever it's, since. It's that strange. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that Decky's one of those players that just makes his wingbacks really, really good, and I think that Doherty is going gonna, is gonna to really benefit from that. Um, and I think he did in the past, and I think that Decky is is going to be the the player for this team in the future. So you there, all right, that's it. This is Wicked Spursy fans. We appreciate you. And uh, to Mike's uh, assertion earlier, hop on those social medias and throw some likes and throw some love and uh, tell Mike if his audio was good or bad. Uh, gentlemen, appreciate you. Love you guys. Appreciate the time spent. And uh, this is Wicked Spursy. Steve, final comment. Don't be an asshole. Yup. And Michael. Quice, 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 quice. And be safe, everyone. <laughs>